This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jim Schaller. Welcome, good neighbors, to episode number 23 of the Good Neighbors Podcast, Estero. Today we have good neighbor Larry Felici from Two Guys Hospitality Group. Larry, how are we doing today? Hey, doing good, Jim. Getting a couple things done from the house quick before I head into work for the day. There you go. Very, very good. Got to get that stuff done. It gets busy at work. I know that. Oh, yeah. Got a couple of menus to make, some some nice in-home dining parties coming up. So That's busy as busy as good. And you guys have definitely been busy. So why don't, why don't you share a little bit about what you guys been up to? Yeah, definitely. So pretty much over summer, we have kind of revamped our restaurant. Uh, it's called The Hangout. We've been open for almost three years. In December will be our, our third year. And we kind of just started fresh. We um, didn't get off to a, the greatest start that we wanted. Uh, staffing was a little bit of an issue. A couple other things were a little bit of an issue. So I got a good team in there now, and we're really fully rolling. So we got new menus rolling out. Uh, we have another new menu about to drop towards the end of this month, uh, starting November. So that'll be our new menu for season. We have daily specials rolling out every day. It's always something different. Uh, we have a great Friday barbecue that we've been crushing. Uh, brisket, ribs, pork, chickens, the whole thing. So that's been nice. great. Um, we have a new cocktail that just uh, new cocktail list. That whole thing just dropped. Uh, we have new happy hour menus. So it just goes on and on, kind of. Right, right. Just kind of adjusting to the crowd and, and the you know exactly. what people are looking for out there. So exactly, we just had a, a local artist paint a new mural right outside our, of our uh, front door. So that nice. looks awesome. And then we have a couple new things, just new decor, just trying to keep everything always fresh and new. Yep, yep. Got to got to keep it exciting for the people. So so let's yeah, back up a little bit and 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 uh help everybody understand here how you got into this business to start with right right i kind of just fell into our laps really my brother was working at merrill lynch here in naples um, i was going to school up in lakeland to be a teacher and my dad was down here in naples with my mom and my brother one day asked my dad if he could just make some like classic italian things for their lunch because they couldn't get people to come in and listen to the spiel um, it worked and it started off two days a week. So I would come down, drive down the two hours, help do one, drive back home. Uh, then it went to three days a week. And then as I was graduating, it was either fully get into teaching or maybe kind of start this. And I said, you know what, why not? I'll give it a try. And pretty much since then it was just, we hit the ground running. That was in 2015. Uh, 2017, we opened up our first small, fast, casual breakfast, lunch spot. Uh, we closed so we could have a home for our, our catering and really crush everything out of there. And once we finished that, we knew, like, all right, we outgrew this space. We need something else. And then uh, it took another couple of years to find something else. Uh, luckily, I had one of my best friends with me, uh, Kyle. He was a great chef. And we really were able to crank a lot of stuff out of a small space. And he got me pretty ahead of the game. So when it was time to open our new spot called the hangout that we were just talking about, we were able to just really roll right into it. And then that's where we do all of our own stuff. Now we do the catering out of there. And I also have a private aviation catering company. So that okay. 
that's something to to talk about right. too a little bit. That we were yeah. able to really just full blow go at it. Then we had the home, we had the space for it, and then we got busy and it just rolled. So, so how did you get involved in aviation? That's kind of a, a niche little market. Yeah, there. definitely. So our first location was right by the airport, Naples Airport, and a lot of people don't know, but it's one of the busiest airports in America. Um, and we just had people stopping by like, Hey, can I grab something to take on the plane? And we're like, sure. Okay. <laughs> and then we kind of just took our time. We learned probably for about a year, year and a half. We had a great friend in the aviation industry, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie Robbins. She was great. And she kind of helped us get into things. There's a big conference every year that they do. One's in, it's in Vegas and then Orlando and they rotate back and forth. So we were able to go to one in Orlando and then we went to Vegas and we learned a lot there. We met a lot of great people there and it blew up. Once, once we started serving our quality food, not to say anything bad about what was already there, but it was a difference. It, I yep. was, I was staying up all night, some nights after a full day of work and hand custom making these things. And then it, it really, it really literally took off uh, about 2020. Once COVID started, people wow. stopped traveling, but not in the private aviation industry. They were traveling more now. And we, we really stayed busy during that time. And that's kind of what helped our business not struggle through COVID. I was actually hiring people through COVID. Wow, that's great. That's great. There's, yeah. In the words of Emerald, you guys kicked it up a notch, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And now now that we got out of COVID now and everyone really is back to traveling and it's not just the super wealthy anymore. Now it's the people that are leasing out their planes and we're able to do the smaller flights as well. So yeah, it, it keeps us going. That's great. That's, that's, that's a great little market to get involved with. And uh, yeah. It's very demanding. They They want what they want. I'm sure. And it's very short notice. So it is hard on the team. But I have two guys specifically who only do aviation catering. If they have other time, they'll help here and there. But that's their main focus. They come into work knowing you're going to make something today that you will probably never made and you probably will never make it again. But that's got to be exciting in some sense because you get to do new things rather than just coming in and doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, that's my favorite. I love the custom things. I love the things that you don't see every now and then, and you're not going to find here and there. So yeah, that's definitely part of my favorite. That's great. Now, have you, you always had an interest in the, in the cooking and the culinary industry or how did that become? I'd say I grew up more of the partier. Uh, My family, we were in New York from uh, Italian from New York and everything was a party. No matter what we threw a party and it was always big parties. So growing up, my mom, my dad, my grandma, and then all my aunts, they were always cooking. So I didn't have to cook. Um, when I came to Florida, though, we moved here almost 20 years ago. Uh, a couple years into it, my mom uh, came down with breast cancer. So basically, from that point on, me and dad took over. And he pretty much did all the house stuff, and I just started cooking. Uh, he taught me. He always taught me stuff on the grill, so that was always his strength. And then I went away to college. And when I was there, I joined a fraternity and I was always the grill guy. I was always the one feeding the boys. So just doing that and seeing people's reactions to, oh, wow, that was good. 
And I was like, hmm. I got some. I know I can do even better. So once once it got to the point where I professionally started doing it, that's yeah, it, it really it really hit home for me. And then um like my grandma, she passed away before I even started this business. She passed away in 2012. So I started in 2015 and she only wrote me one recipe. And it was wow. our fresh menu gut shells. And now that's on my menu and I've sold thousands of them. I'm sure. So I'm sure she would have she would be happy if she heard She'd that. She'd be proud. She'd be proud. Definitely. Recipe. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so yeah. so being Italian is that uh, the debate is is it sauce or is it gravy? <laughs> Since I've come to Florida, I have to I have to call it sauce here and there just so people have a clue what I'm talking about. Because right. when you see gravy down here, they think they're getting biscuits also. Yeah, exactly. Right? Sorry, that's not how it works. But <laughs> it, yeah, if, if you're talking to my dad, he would like you to say gravy. And if you don't, he's going to be kind of pissed. You're going to know. You're going to know. You don't want to make an exactly. Italian man. That's for sure. Exactly. But the, the okay. good thing about being here in Florida for almost 20 years now is I am not an Italian cook. Sure, I cook great Italian food, but I have been in so many other cultures and and just different families where i've learned cuban cuisine i've learned mexican cuisine i've learned japanese cuisine i've kind of fallen into many different paths so i don't like to say oh no he cooks italian my restaurant's italian no not at all i like to say i'm a new aged italian where if it's good i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make a lot of it yep that's good. So, so is that is that kind of the the reasoning behind the, the hangout concept? Is you've got a variety of things on your menu, right? Oh, for sure. I'd say half of the hangout is Italian, but then the other half is just new Americanized dishes that are very shareable. The idea behind the menu was you come in with a group five six people, you can order five six different apps, and you could share them. A lot of them are plated. For easy sharing so that you're not grabbing everyone else's food or along that line. And then, yeah, grab grab your own entree and then dessert as well. I have a lot of desserts where they are shareable. So like our cheesecake. And I love that. Yeah, I love that because. Cheesecake's this big. You could share that. So Nice. No, and, and that's great because a lot of times, you know, a lot of people go to a restaurant and order the same thing every time because like, oh, I was coming here. This is what I have to order. But with this, it gives them the ability right. to try different things and, you know, that they normally probably would. Right. I mean, the whole reason that we opened the hangout and where we did it and when we did it was me and my brother, we grew up here. And as a high schooler or someone fresh out of college, there was there's nowhere really to go to get one quality food. And two, not spend 50 to 100 bucks a person. So we want to build that place where you can come here every day. I have people at my bar every single day. And they can afford it. They're, they're getting a during happy hour. I sell five dollar drinks. I sell six dollar like highball cocktails. Like we, are, we try to be very fair in our pricing so that you can come every day and you can have a different experience every day. You could get pizza one day that we Hand make the dough, we toss it ourselves, so it's fresh. Or you can go the complete other way. So that's kind of that's we want to build a place for the locals, but obviously yeah, nowadays yeah. that local is a little different. They're here six, seven months out of the year, but that's yeah. cool. We we see them when they're here. They come every day. 
Yeah, and instead of going to a different type of restaurant every day, they can come here and try different things every day. So it's just, right. it's just try great. To, yeah, we just try to keep everything fresh as possible, small batches. So that's kind of like I went back before the specials of the day. A lot of places that I've worked in the past or you still go to now, the special is what was left over. The special is what do I have to sell so I don't throw yeah, it away. What I gotta get rid of. Exactly. That's <laughs> not how that's not how I operate. What I do with that food is for the staff. I give free meals to my entire back of house staff every single day. If they work more than six hours, they get two free meals. So that's what I do with that food. So our specials are driven from either catering has a busy weekend with some fish or a steak. Okay, we're going to use that now three different ways in the restaurant. We're going to break it down and make tacos with it. We'll sell it as a whole filet or we'll, we'll do something on top of a salad or on top of the pizza. That's so great. It keeps that mindset up of we're making quality stuff. We're not here yep. just to not waste things. Exactly. That's that's great. So so, so talking about the, the industry, uh, is there any, um, what do I want to say, myths or misconceptions that, that happen that, you know, um, people sometimes struggle with, you know, maybe it's in a pertaining to some of your, your restaurants or just the industry in general. Yeah. I mean, from the outlook, a lot of people, well, there's two, there's two ways about it. a lot of people say, Oh, it's just a restaurant. It's easy to operate. <laughs> that's, that's I've never worked like, in it. <laughs> that's exactly. No, I worked in a restaurant. You don't know anything about the back end of a restaurant. You don't know about keeping cups in stock. You don't know about any of that. So that 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 is tough to hear sometimes when they're like, oh, you just own a restaurant. Like, oh boy, what do you do for work? <laughs> right. Um, right. If it was that then, easy, they'd stay home and cook. Yeah. <laughs> and then so we we have a spaghetti and meatball on our menu. And the amount of times where someone will say, You ordered spaghetti and meatballs out. Our meatballs take hours to make. We don't just open a package and reheat them and throw them in. We are tossing them. We're hand rolling them and we cook them in the oil, in a pan, like my grandma used to, so I don't get beaten. So <laughs> that's a lot of misconception is, oh, it's just a sandwich or it's just this. Right. No, it takes a lot of time and honestly, a lot of money to create these things, especially nowadays. Staffing is not what staffing used to be. When I first started no. this, my highest paid employee was $14, $15 back in 2015. Yep. Nowadays, my lowest is $14, $15. And that's for the basic tasks in the restaurant, rolling rolling utensils. That's what they're making when I have a, a young kid come in and roll utensils. My dishwashers, I bless their souls. But my dishwashers are at $15, $16 an hour. One of them wow. is $17 an hour. Because without them working right, oh, boy, yeah. that place huh, becomes a mess. up in a hurry. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So is there any any type of, of hardship or challenge that's kind of put you in a position to, you know, where you are successful now? Yeah, I would definitely say the community that we've been able to grow. I have given a lot of time, energy, and a lot of food away over the last eight years. And it's always been something that we've done as a family. We've always wanted to do. Not, re not 
expecting things in return because we do it. But like, like anything that has to do with kids, kids in need, kids needing something, we do, we do a ton of it and we just send food out and I don't ask for much in return. A lot of them do though. I'll get their back to school teacher weeks and I'll get that business there. But like we just did a uh, safety expo with the uh, Collar County Sheriff's Department uh, last weekend, I believe. And we gave, I think, 300 meals away for free to kids. Wow. They didn't ask for it. The, the county yeah. didn't ask. They just asked if they could use the space and promote. And I said, sure. How about I just give food away? They're like, okay. So anything That's that great. has to do with helping this community grow and kind of succeed because a lot of people look at Naples and they see Naples and they see the beaches and they see all the, the high rises. They see fit that, but they don't know Naples. We grew up out in the estates. We didn't grow up downtown. Yeah. And it's a it's a very different scene out there. We were only 15 minutes from Immokalee. And yeah. it's a very different place than a lot of yeah. people envision it is. So to help that grow and help it kind of survive is a big thing that a lot of people overlook. And they, they just take advantage of the, the tourists during season instead yeah. of and – then, and then they close during August. No, that's not how, that's not, you're not operating a business. You're just taking advantage of people at that point. So we we, we try the opposite. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people, like you said, out in those areas that grew up there that are really what have built Naples, what it is today because of their work and their work ethic and what they've done to help, help grow and support the businesses year round. For sure. Um, You know, it's great that you can give back and then help them as well too. It's, it's all about community at the end of the day. That, that's that's who makes us push ourselves to be better and make everyone around us feel the effect of what we are able to do. So how that can how can we not give back a little bit at least? That's great. That's great. So any any last things that maybe our listeners should know about uh, about two guys hospitality group? Yeah, I feel a lot of people get the misconception of. Oh yeah, it is just a restaurant. They they're just serving food if I walk in the door. Far from it. Basically, anything that has to do with food, I show up and I do it. So the other weekend, I did a little kid's birthday party, and I'm grilling in the backyard. And the kids are, hey, come in the pool. I'm like, all right. <laughs> sure. And a couple of days later, I'm doing a five course dinner in a twenty five million dollar home. So one extreme to the other. Exactly. Kind of play the whole range of yep. you want burgers and hot dogs and mac and cheese. Perfect. Yep. No problem. But then you want sea bass with filet on it and then some scallops as an appetizer and then four desserts. Yeah, of course. No problem. I can do that too. Yep. Well, that's I, I like to be very customizable to people. I don't come out here and try to push the same menu just because I perfected it. Yep. I like to push myself on trying new things and people really are affected by when I tell them when I, when I send the menu out and they're like, Oh wow, I haven't heard about this. And I'm like, honestly, this would be the first time I'm making it. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it in your house. And they're watching me. They're right there. So there's no room excited to try something new too. Exactly. Exactly. There's no room for error. They're asking questions. They're I'm 
I'm passing a piece of fish around. They're learning. It's a cool experience. That's so, great. Yeah, That's just, great. just let everyone know that there is more than just what you see day to day wise. There, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. Perfect. So how would how would our listeners get a hold of you if they they are interested in hosting a party? You can find us all over Google. We pop up. Uh, kind of two guys catering. That's our catering aspect of it. Uh, Skyline by two guys. That's my private aviation catering. The hangout is the restaurant, about 170 seats, 30, 35 seat bar, indoor, outdoor. Um, and then my private chef stuff is just Chef Larry F. You kind of see it on the screen here. You Google that right up. I got websites for all of them. Kind of give you a basic idea of what we can do. Like I Perfect. said, I customize all menus. So people reach out and they'll just tell me, hey, I'm having a dinner party for 10 people. Perfect. I got you from here. So love it. Love it. Hey, Larry, thank you. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. And uh, you made me hungry now. I'm going to have to go visit you soon. <laughs> hey, yes, sir, Jim. I'm, a, I'm on my way too. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Estero. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpastero.com. That's gnpastero.com. Or call 239-296-2621.